Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 for first-time users to get 20% off and DNVR25 for second-time users to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us, as has become our weekly custom, is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast on any app that plays podcasts that you can find. Download it. A must listen for all Rockies fans. Drew Goodman, thanks for coming back, man. You're not sick of us yet. Yeah, no, I, I love being with you guys. Um, and I and I did not shave though for you guys today. Oh. You want to know what? <laughs> I figured I was going to land somewhere between lions and creasemen in the facial hair department today, and that's what I've done. There you go. Perfect. Meanness in the middle, quite quite literally. Yeah. And yeah, as as Drew said, you you can listen to the podcast today's episode with with Mike Redman, uh, uh, a classic. You, you definitely have to listen to it, and uh, it, it's going to hit home. I think for. For a lot of folks, of course, we know why. Again, if you're listening to it, you know. But I'm, I'm wondering, are we ever going to get you on vinyl? I don't know. Have you talked with anyone about getting the podcast on vinyl? Is, is this what something that, people may want? Patrick, you, you've gotten to know me pretty well. <laughs> Technically, I'm a moron, and I say this in a lot of ways. I'm a moron. I, when I think of vinyl, I think of you know the old albums that we all. I'm older than you, but you, you guys probably never had these. But you, know, you grew up and you put it on on a quote unquote record player, right? Yeah. What do you mean by my podcast on vinyl? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, hey, let's 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 go back. I maybe a cassette tape of the of the best, the greatest <laughs> hits of the first two years of the Drew Goodman podcast. The hipsters they like these things. They like listening right. to new things on vinyl or on cassette tape. Uh, we may even need to transfer this over to VHS, possibly. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. I have a lot of I, – I need to find that person, that company. I know they exist that will take, you know, old cassettes and put them on, yeah. I guess, DVDs now yeah. or, or VCR stuff and kind of, you know – Put yeah. them, on a, you know, on your computer so they're usable. So you always have them. Yeah, they actually do that at my girlfriend's work down at Mike's Camera. It's a thing or whatever. But we just watch they, the. They do that Mike's Camera. They do that Mike's Camera. Yeah. I'm um, going to have to go down there. Something uh, tells me I'm going to have to bring two wallets though when I uh, when I arrive. Uh, I, I, my understanding is, depending on the process, it can be yeah, how many you need and and what it is. Some people try to get really old stuff that's just you're going. You can restore this, like maybe. Uh, we just watched the documentary, too, on the very last blockbuster in existence. If you're feeling nostalgic for uh, old technologies and, and and going into places to rent movies. I actually did. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a little bit watching it. Like, man, that was a big deal. I mean, you know, Friday, Friday night with your wife, your girlfriend, your significant other. I mean, you, you'd go and, and Friday evening, you know, maybe you got takeout and you went to blockbuster and you picked out a couple movies. Right. Right. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Shivers, just yeah, those are the thing. Walking around for 45 minutes, just trying to figure out something that you both want to watch. Or when you're kids and you grab something, the parents grab something. Now everybody has to watch each other's movie because that's just how it goes. Like, 
and you could get popcorn there and, and all sorts of you know other bad items for you. It was like going to the movie theater without going to the movie theater. When did help me out because time flies. When approximately did the demise of, of those video stores begin? Has it been is it been 10, 15 years now? I think more like eight. Like eight kind years. of in eight now. I, I, mean, it's, I would it's, I would have said actually between ten and, and fifteen, because I can remember in around oh seven, oh eight. Netflix becoming a big deal where you get the envelopes where you go, right. you make a, you kind of make a list of like, you can you make a list of a hundred movies that you want to see. And, and when, and you could take out like three at a time. And then and once you send them back, you. Yeah. they send you a new one, which was great technology at that, at that point, right. you could have any DVD sent to you. Well, two thoughts. One, what, what is Netflix now? Tell me, uh, enlighten me. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> that bad. I'm teasing. That's a joke. All right. Or <laughs> humor. But you did remind me of something that I, I that folks my age will recall. Folks your age may not. And that was Columbia Records. Do you do you ever remember Columbia Records? And you would get this thing kind of like you were describing, Patrick, in the mail. And I did this a couple of times growing up. It's how you accumulated vinyl. Yeah. And for it literally it was a joke for a dollar you got like 12 albums and then but you now were committed to buying at club prices you know over the next 12 months you had to buy you know six items whatever the math from columbia worked out um but it was like you know over over a year you ended up with whatever it was you know 20 albums and you only paid probably for for 10 of them at least in your in your mind and that was really that was a big deal back uh back when i was growing up so, yeah, somehow that company actually stayed in business for a while with that methodology. And I, my favorite part was just whenever you got the, the packet in, it would it would almost come with like these little stamps with perforated edges and you could tear them out and be like, okay, here would be the 12 that I would get because I, I didn't I, I knew about credit and I figured, man, this is this might not play out too well in the long run if they're sending you a CD every month for 20 minutes and I'm not allowed to use the telephone to cancel the subscription. <laughs> But Columbia, Columbia Records, Record House, yeah, that was. Uh, I, got, I got another one. You guys come clean. Um, I, I've spent my life obviously on the road. You guys have done your share of traveling. Have you ever been sitting in a hotel room, or maybe it's just at home, and you're watching television late at night, and you're flicking around, and the Time Life infomercials come up, and you're like, "Because I'm from the '70s, right?" So. You know, all the love songs from the 70s or the greatest hits from the 70s, the one hit wonders. And you're like, I'll never be able to get all that. And I'm <laughs> like, away. And next thing you know, I've ordered from Time Life and I have like, uh, you know, all the 70s hits on like 10 DV, you know, CDs or whatever. So Somehow. around the time, and not, not to out everyone exactly, but Patrick's just a little bit older than me, but I still think of middle school, high school situation. Uh, what was big were these collections called Now That's What I Call Music. Remember those? And they those were kind of that same idea. They were the collections of the hits from today. But if you were basically uh, a high schooler when I was and you wanted to hear every song that's played on the radio all the damn time anyway, every song that's played at the ballpark and every mall, everything. And it was like when uh, like Carlos Santana just come back out with that big the Rob Thomas song that was huge and there. And every Britney Spears and NSYNC and you just wanted them all together, you would get now that's what I call music. And now there's like 140 volumes of now that's what I call music. 
Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I've got now, I, I feel like I'm sort of up to speed. I have, you know, you have Spotify and you have. Yeah, now you can just. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Music and, you know. A lot of free sponsors were given out early in the show, I've noticed. No. <laughs> we're, hoping, we hope, we're hoping we get free stuff. That's right, right? Hit us up. <laughs> Let us know. I, uh, I know. I've never done the time life thing. I've never been enticed. Although I, I, I do think maybe once in the last year, and I think I'm trying to block it out uh, from, my, from my memory like it was traumatic, but maybe it was like the best of the 90s and thinking, damn, there was some good music. And I was like, no, no. It was like that moment I stepped outside myself and realized what was happening. So I'm, I think I'm just blocking that. But yeah, I, I do know that feeling, Goody. Yeah, I, I want to, uh, you know, I can picture like Mary Hart hosting with Sean Cassidy, the best of the 70s, oh, something like that. Love it. Yeah, um, or Billy Preston. And now here's the thing. I actually, they would never hire me because they're like, what how's this guy associated other than age-wise with the 70s? But I would like to host one of those or co-host one of those shows. And wax yeah. poetic and... And take myself down memory lane in a nice soft voice, and you know, and then intro Jethro Tull. Right. Well, oh, I, I think we've got the idea right in front of it. We just workshopped it. I'm sure the Rockies family will be be glad to pay the royalty fees. But now we can call it now. That's what I call Rockies walk up music. And right. so good to go. Do you remember where you were when Crazy Train came on? And I was going to say, oh, now, this boy. sounds like a show uh, that needs to happen. I and in black and white, this. you just see Larry Walker there with his hand raised high with Turn O'Clock the Head jersey on. And this is I, I know this it. is this is going to happen for for Patrick and Drew on future DNVR shows because you only do like six thousand a year, so I can't <laughs> fit in this theme. I was gonna say we're gonna have to do this. I, I'm gonna need like your thoughts and on the works of Peter Gabriel and Sledgehammer and Dante mm. Bichette and how all of it comes together to create this incredible mosaic of the right song meets the right person. Like there's so much content to be had here, Charlie. We haven't even gotten to Charlie Blackman. <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna tell a spilly story here about walk up music that you guys may be aware of because we we talked about it. Oh, you know, two or three times over the years, but I'll I'll share it again right now because a good story is worth retelling, right? So Spilly's last year as a professional player was spent in Japan. And um when he first got there, they asked him what his walk-up music was going to be. And he wanted to fit in culturally, and he kept hearing um, this, uh, this song and oh, gosh, I'm going to, now I'm going to forget part of the, the, the name of the song, which is somewhat irrelevant, but he was hearing it everywhere he went. He would get on the train, he'd hear it. He was, it was like a really popular song in Japan, um, at the time. And, um, fast forward, Spilly doesn't get off to the kind of start that he wanted to. And his manager called him over after an at bat and he said, I think through an interpreter, you need you need a different song. And Spilly said, what you know, what's wrong with my song? And he said, it lacks fighting spirit. Yes. So <laughs> went to like the Foo Fighters or something, something like that. But Spilly had his walk up song rejected by the manager of Cebu because it lacked fighting spirit. 
And that will be the Amazing. hidden track on now. That's what I call Rocky's <laughs> Walk of Music. Oh, so I, I get- the, I, by the way, I remember the song because I'm sure I'm sure Creaseman has this somewhere. And it was it was the it was Fashion Monsters. Oh, okay. I've actually heard of Fashion Monsters because I'm one of those weird people that Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Is that a baby metal group? What maybe um, they're, they're, yeah. they're a Japanese group, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Billy's that, song was it lacked fighting spirit. It it lacks fighting spirit. Is it sounds exactly like something that the mentor from every video game I played growing up would say to you, like <laughs> you right. must grow, you lack fighting spirit. Like, oh, that's such a great story. No, I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. Billy Avi, uh, uh, for most fans, is known for the the big Gwen Stefani song during the 07 run, and everyone singing along to. The Woo Woos. Long before we sang Tonight with Charlie Blackman, we sang along with those Woo Woos. I don't know anybody fuck up song. I don't. Yeah. People at people period not all the time, but people periodically will ask me, "Hey, what's um, you know Trevor Story's walk up song?" I say, "I have no idea. I've head I have, I have headphones on, <laughs> right? I'm doing the game, and I, it's like the last thing I would be aware of or, or pay attention to, and uh, so I don't know anybody's walk up song. Yeah. I have no idea." And they're all they're always so current and, and modern and like this was just released last week. So yeah. it's if they're not like too many classics, you know what I mean, where where you would know it. Right. Yes. And so that would completely eliminate any potential that I would have any idea of what I was listening to. <laughs> yeah. It was like Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band, Night Moves. Yeah. Like that. like that would that be a good night moves? Would that not be a good walk up song? I'm saying. That'd be right? very good. Not bad. That would be very good. I mean, they that could be a promotion too. Where again, a, a, I, they they do it when they have like a Beatles day, and then you see you know Trevor and and Charlie wearing like the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band outfit. Do it with the walk up music. Have them, you know, uh, have some seventy style music once in so, a while. So, fellas, a few so. years ago, I was um, I I think I had just left the fan, but I was still doing you know stuff there and and. Um, I, I was doing something on Hastings show and I was, you know, going to do a regular bit or whatever once or twice a week. And he go, all right, what do, what do you want your walk-up song to be? And I was like caught because I love music, but I'm not one of these music, music aficionados where it's going to roll off my tongue and I'm going to go this one, that one or whatever. Right. And be able to name the song. Right. So I just had a, a, an immediate epiphany. I had heard it recently. I said, and this was when it had just come out. I said, Kid Rock, all summer long. And, you know, that's kind of all summer long. Baseball's all summer long. It, it was like the one time I had a moment where I was kind of current musically. And, and I, I was somewhat <laughs> stars aligned. Yeah, the planets aligned, right? And I was kind of hip for like 28 seconds there. Uh, beautiful. All time. I got. That's all I got. <laughs> that's that's so fantastic. No, I love it. I love it's okay. It. All whatever. the kids still listen to Kid Rock, so you're still hip. You're I'm still up, hip. Still okay. Kid Rock still uh, very current. Yeah. Very okay. current. I love that Emil has asked a fantastic question that I doubt any of us know the answer to. It just says, "Do teams have to pay royalties every time a guy comes up to bat, or is it a one-time?" That's a great thing? question. That is a, that honestly, that is a great question. That really is. Yeah, uh, because I, you know, if you if you take music and and just use it for instance you know on your podcast like we are right now i mean that you, you can't do that there you have to pay for the rights to that so you're playing it in front of 
you know, 30, 40,000 people on a given night? That's a, that's a great question. And you do hear it in the background on live television too. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like still there. I would, I would imagine that, that there has to be some sort of arrangement. Uh, yeah. That's a, I, I that's, would, that's a guess though. It's a great, I'll, I'll see if I can find out. Um, I had, I've met the guy a couple of times that run Jared, if it's still him, who's, who's running the music out there. I'll see if I can find him on Twitter. The DJ, him. the yeah. Rockies official DJ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I met him at uh Blake street before the DNVR bar existed and hey speaking of the dnvr bar great place for members to hang out you can you don't have to be a member to come down and hang out but you do get a bigger beer when you come in the bar if you're a member you also get discounts on hats and shirts and masks as all of you know and if you haven't renewed your subscription now is really the best time to do it the written content's about to ramp up with the rockies getting ready to start we know you're going to be excited for all of that not only that, but you're going to get hooked up with a free T-shirt and you're going to get a Recover Holistic Stick from Holistic Wellness if you want one. It's Holistic Wellness, all about the CBD. The stick that we send you is packs uh, 10 milligrams of CBD. This one is focused on recovery. All you do, pop the top off the stick, pour it in any drink, stir and consume it. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And right now, they're offering our users 30% off their first purchase if you use code DNVR30. So you can get an annual membership, a free DNVR shirt, and a holistic stick with that coupon inside. It's an amazing deal. Head over to the DNVR.com today. Become a member of the family. You just get so much stuff for doing so. Plus, we also appreciate it. We, we really like it when you guys do that. Yeah, so many people can't just drink water straight up with their meals. So boom, that holistic stick. Give you a little bit of flavor in there to go along with with your lunchtime goodies. And also, of course, get checked out with our friends at Zoom Care. If you want to make sure that you're in great health and condition and you don't necessarily like going to the doctor's office, I really, really don't. You don't like sitting there waiting. Very few people do. Check out Zoom Care. Go to zoomcare.com. It's an online you know, digital doctor's office visit they can do all kinds of things just like a traditional visit urgent primary even specialist care including even mental health uh, video care is covered by most private insurers and uh, sometimes with a copay but visit them again at zoomcare.com just to check it out for all of you that your, your health's important to you but you don't necessarily want to go sit in the doctor's office all right, Cody, let's get back out there on the baseball diamond and uh, just check in with, you know, last time we were chatting with you, a few ball games have been played since then. And particularly the, the name on this show, uh, especially yesterday when we did our Who's Your Dude draft and, and just picking guys we think could, could be dudes that surprise people this year. Connor Joe, his name keeps coming up. The story's coming up. He's had a heck of a spring that's starting to turn from, oh, that's nice, into, oh, okay. Okay, we we got our eyes on you, Connor Joe. What what do you make of this guy and his story and everything he's got going on here? Well, he's got a great story, and I and I know you guys have told it. You know, coming back from testicular cancer, um, it, this guy's former number one pick now. So it's not like he you know fell off fell off a turnip truck and said, oh, he's kind of having a nice couple of weeks in March. Um, he's got he's got a lot of ability. Uh, you you know remember him briefly with uh arizona right or the giants it was giants right i'm trying to giants remember. he made their opening day roster yeah, in san francisco but um he he has power 
He has the ability to play first. He's dabbled at second and on the other corner at third. He can play left field. So there, there's intrigue there. The, the thing I'm reminded of this time of year and something that you know I like to advance, and, and I'm sure you guys do as well on your show, is that it used to be 25 guys break camp, 26 now. We'll break camp uh, on, on April 1st, and we'll spend a lot of time at, uh, you know breaking down, all right, here's what the roster looks like. And three days in or a weekend, there's going to be a roster move. And then two days after that, there's going to be a roster move, whether it be because of performance or injury or somebody, you know, strained something. It takes a whole lot of folks to play a 162-game season, even when things go swimmingly well. So has Connor Joe put himself in a position to be a part of the 2021 Rockies, if not necessarily at, at the outset? And there is the potential for that at some point in time. I would imagine Connor Joe will perform at Coors Field, um, and uh, it's been a good story so far. And the Rockies need good stories. We know that. A great, a great story. I'm, 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 I'm full on board. Like a week ago, I was like, "Who is this guy?" I'm, <laughs> I'm googling his name and stuff, and now I'm like, I'm on the Connor Joe train. It's fun. Yeah, he yeah. swung that well. There's no denying it. He has swung the bat well. Um, I saw him at a home run when when I was down in, in Scottsdale a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, it seems like every day he's he's also one of those guys that um, in spring training it, it always unfolds this way. There's two or three or four guys that seem to play every day. You know, Story's not going to play every day. Charlie's not going to play every day. You hope when you show up there, oh, they're in the lineup and they get their five or six innings in. But there's always the guys that seemingly are always there and they may not start, but they're going to play in every game, the final three, four, five innings. And, and Connor Joe is one of those guys. He is. He's one of uh, six players that have been in 15 or more games. So of course he's getting you know a lot of at bats and his three homers have, have come in only 20 at bats. So he's, he's in at a better than seven at bats per home run. He went, he went uh, had back to back days where he, he hit a home run, I think on Monday and Tuesday night. So He's playing really well. I think that defensive flexibility is going to be key. We, we don't really know what's happening with Brendan Rodgers right now. And so with, you know, Joe's ability to play a little bit at third base, I mean, that, that was kind of the position he was drafted at. Fuentes being able to play third base, McMahon can play a little second, Hampson can play second. I think you can kind of mix and match anywhere. And that's one of the nice things Buddy has going for him on this roster is he can just pick the best players rather than kind of be forced into a corner and say, well, I, I need, you know, this guy at, at this specific position. He can mix and match and, and move guys all over. It's going to be interesting to see all the different combinations that they have this season. He can match up. He can match up right, left. I mean, it's one of the reasons, uh, you know, Greg Bird, I know he hasn't had a great spring. He's starting to swing it a little bit better. Uh, but he's intriguing because he hits from the left side. He gives you, you know, that left-handed bat off the bench. Um, but you, you can see mixing and matching. Um, you do have positional versatility, which is big with the Rockies. It's really huge throughout the game now. You know, Fuentes and Connor Joe, first, third, left field. I mean, so you can throw them in the outfield and kind of play the hot hand. If it, you know, if Fuentes throws out three hits one night and, uh, you know, say, hey, I want to get him in there again, maybe you give somebody else a break at a different position and you can get his his bat in the lineup. Um, so, yeah, Connor Joe has, has raised some – you know, some eyebrows in a positive way over the last uh, couple of weeks. And 
and and now over the next couple, which is kind of the home stretch of of March, we'll see what transpires. Yeah, uh, you know they're. On the pitching side, I think Austin Gomber really has been the story so far. We, we've talked about him a little bit already. There, there hasn't been. Uh, I, I think that next we're, we're all looking to see. Uh, Rollison hasn't really gotten a lot of run yet. You know, there, there's a lot going on in the, in the bullpen to, to wait and see. Will Ben Bowden kind of make his move? Uh, these types of things. But I've been very excited about what we've seen out of Gomber. Is there anyone on the pitching side, uh, him included or other than that, who's uh, really catching your eye. The first game that we did on television was uh, a little more than a week ago, and Gomber got the start, and he was really impressive to me. And I talked about this, as you guys know, on my podcast. Um, he threw four pitches that I all thought were above average, um, including his, including his fastball. He struck out a couple of guys um, changing their their eye angle. Or by you know raising the the strike zone going up in the zone at 94 and you know that's that's a slightly above average fastball he showed a plus curveball which we knew he had I mean really spun it well saw a slider saw a really good change up guys and somebody that I think has embraced this opportunity to be a full-time member of a rotation to show he's you know he's young in terms of experience level and to show that that he can be a you know a, a quality major league starting pitcher I, I see a guy that's very driven and I see a guy that more importantly or as importantly has the stuff uh, to to pitch uh, and, and take the baseball every fifth day so I've been as you had guys have been I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Austin Gomber and I'll mention a guy that you know was all the focus a year ago um, Kenny bounce back Will he bounce back? Kyle Freeland, who, who by and large really did bounce back. And you saw um, in 2020, an abbreviated season, more of what we came accustomed to in, in 2018. And he's off to a lights out spring thus far. The, you know, really, really good stories that, uh, you know, have emanated from Rockies camp. Yeah, to your point with Kyle Freeland and his two outings, seven innings pitched, uh, has yet to give up a, an earned run. So, um, spinning the baseball real well, six strikeouts to one walks. Like that, that's one of the ratios I like to look at. Um, just to kind of get an idea. It's such a small sample size. It's a lot harder, I think, to really get an indicator of, of what pitchers are doing versus batters. I mean, yeah, they're we're talking with some of the top guys in the Rockies lineup who have played the most. They've only gotten, you know, 30 plate appearances, which is still not a lot. Um, but you can project a little more on that than a guy maybe having a bad outing where we saw that with Deal. And then him bouncing back. But Ben Bowden was a name that you brought up, and I think there were a lot of eyes on him because he really, in in some ways, have to had to push himself to make this roster since there there are not too many other guys right now in the bullpen that have options. Tyler Kinley is the only one right now. Um, so Bowden has kind of been the guy that has stepped out, uh, another lefty uh, that has stepped out and has pitched really well. In, in short relief, a little over five innings pitched, eight strikeouts to two walks. I mean, you saw him last spring. Um, actually, no, he was hurt last spring. So uh, th- this this was really your, your first long look since, you know, 2019. Does, does he strike you as a guy that, you know, could be dominant against left-handed hitters? Is it too early? 
I, I, I still have to see more. I, I sure. like what we've seen so far. He had a really good outing yesterday, struck out the side late. But again, you know, he, he wasn't facing, um, you know, guys who were going to start on opening day at that point of the game because he threw in the ninth inning. Uh, but listen, whenever you get the baseball, you want to perform well. It's not overwhelming stuff. It's not a lefty throwing 97 with, with a nasty slider, uh, but he's used to pitching late in games, going back to his Vanderbilt days. He needs good health. That's clear. They need him to be a guy, though. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he was drafted pretty high. And, you know, your first, second round picks, third round picks, you, you want those guys to make it. And we all, and we know not all do. Um, and and he's been around a while and battled those injuries. The Rockies need him to be, uh, I, I think, in a perfect world, part of that bullpen. You know, kind of piggybacking off this idea of, you know, the bullpen being kind of loaded with a lot of guys that don't have options, and you say, all right, well, if they're all healthy, you're not going to see a lot of these young relievers come up. Do you think the shortened season is going to, you know, wreak havoc or just be a major impact for teams all across baseball with, you know, I think Lance Lynn had the most innings pitched last year, a little over like 80 innings. Is is that going to be a factor for, for starters and relievers alike or one, one over the other? How do you accurately attribute that? You know, and I know mm. articles will be written Patrick because it's already, the point you've made has already been discussed as you guys well know, um, in print and on talk shows and on podcasts like this, um, what will the impact be because guys didn't have a full year and then it was interrupted? Will there be more injuries? Um, whatever the amount is, you could attribute it to a fluke. Like this year, there's been more pitchers hurt when pitchers always get hurt. I, I, I'd say there's three absolutes in life, death, taxes, and pitchers get hurt. So, <laughs> But if you want, and somebody will take that leap and say, well, the reason we've seen more injuries is that, you know, the starters, as opposed to getting 175 plus innings, only got, you know, 60 plus innings a year ago. And now they're had to ratchet it up. And, and that's why we're seeing. We'll never be able to definitively answer that question, in my, in my opinion. Yes. As much as we know about the human body, there's still we're only scratching the surface. We still have no idea what's going on inside there with muscles, bones, brain tissue. We're still figuring out. Especially when it comes to throwing the baseball. Think about this. If I told you, this is one of my favorite ones. If I told you guys, oh, 25 years ago, I said, hey, fellas, listen, listen, man, I got this idea. And you guys take good care of yourself. I said, this is what we're going to do, all right? We're going to start a little competition, just the three of us, right? We're gonna we're we're gonna go out. We're gonna fly out to San Diego, all right? And we're gonna um, even better than that. We're, I'll take you to Hawaii on my dime, okay? Oh wow! Hey, yeah, it, listen, that's the kind of mood I'm in. So, we recorded on the podcast. This is, this is, yeah. this is I'm gonna say we're gonna, gonna clip this. All. We're not live, are we? <laughs> right. So um, so we're gonna go out to Kona, and we're gonna go swim in the ocean in the Pacific, two and a half miles. All right, and then we're gonna run out of the water really quickly. And we're going to jump on a bike and we're, you know where I'm going with this, Patrick. And we're going to ride 110 miles. All right. And it's really hot, but you know, don't worry. I know the route. And then when we get off the bike, we're going to run a marathon, not a little, not a half a marathon, not a 10 K we're going to, we're going to run a full 26.2 miles. 
And you guys are going to look at me 25 years ago and say, are you nuts? Or are we going to space this out over like five months? And I'm saying, no, we're going to all we're do it in one afternoon. You say, who the hell could do that? The whole human body wouldn't hold up. Well, we know what Iron Man's have become, right? So the one area it seems like we haven't figured out is how to keep the elbow and the shoulder healthy for guys that throw 95, 100 miles an hour consistently. That was right. a long-winded way to get <laughs> I loved it. No, that's, I, I got all excited. I was going to say, you were singing Patrick's song. I though. went to Expedia. And I was looking up plane tickets. I was seeing maybe we could get a first class. Yeah. But, but I know what that's like. In, in fact, when I, when I first started getting into running, my two paths were, well, I could maybe start doing some triathlons and, and maybe figure out how to uh, maybe eventually do an Ironman. And, and instead, I went the, the ultra runner route. And so I've run 50 miles at a clip, you know, uh, a half a dozen times. He's nuts, Drew, isn't he? He's nuts. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm on the full Breck Brew health plan. <laughs> you, you're intrigued. This is intriguing to me. Have, have you run Leadville? No, I decided to do Bighorn 100 in Wyoming instead of Leadville, and it was one of the worst mistakes I've made. So, no, no I have not done Leadville yet. If you, How long did it take you to finish that 100-miler? I by didn't. The, by the way, I, my I hat is, is yeah. forever – yeah, um, indeed. That's you, <laughs> Patrick. How long the, the wheels fell off at mile sixty-six, and that was at the twenty-four and a half hour mark. And so, I, I made a mistake in the middle of the night. I, I teamed up with someone, and that kind of derailed me. And unfortunately, it, it didn't happen. So to to date, a fifty mile is the longest I've done, and I have done a twenty-four hour timed race where I I did beat my personal mark, and I was able to do sixty-seven miles in twenty-four hours. For fun. For, listen, I don't I, I don't I, I say this and, and this is silly because the longest I've ever run is like 18. So I'm not a runner awesome. anywhere close to your classification, but I run, you know, and now I'm I'm running, you know, four or five miles, right? To and I do like to trail run. I learned that from a buddy of mine who's a ultra marathoner down in Phoenix that I hook up with. But for somebody to go out like you've done and run a 50 miler. Or to go, let me see how far I can run in 24 hours. And I hope Creaseman had like a six-pack of Breckenridge for you at the finish line. <laughs> 67 miles. That, that's that's amazing. But you know what? I don't – to, to your point, I don't have – I haven't had any issues with my body. And I've been doing this for about a decade because my form is is pretty good. Not great, but it's pretty good. And I know when to like pull back and when when to hit the throttle. And I think form is, is so much of that with pitchers. And it's and I, I think if you have a if you have an injury and you're playing through it, you're running through it, pitching through it, whatever it is, it's going to rear its head, and it's one of the reasons why I think pitchers end up getting hurt because they're usually pitchers, and since they were a little kid and they're throwing curveballs at ten, eleven years old, we know the impact that could have on the elbow, elbow, and we we haven't figured it out. We just have, we got to get parents on on the right track and slowly build their kids up, and and maybe you get less and less injuries. Jacob Degrom's doing all right. Throwing 100 hey, miles an hour. Hey, two things real quick. I want to mention DeGrom in a second. But, but Drew, would you not want to, like, do the Rosie Ruiz thing? If you're- <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, jog for a mile and a half, take Just a cab, go have Uber. lunch. He's and gonna say the finish line and go, oh, I think I won. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Hey, and Drew's lanky. Boards. Drew's lanky. Right. So he can get away with people would believe, like, like oh, yeah, yeah this skinny guy, mm-hmm. he's great. Yeah, I was a sprinter. 
I was right. a sprinter. Were you a sprinter? Do yeah. like they do in the movies, like you know, put the sweat, you know, the, the wet marks. Right. Spray your a little. Line <laughs> back your back, man. It looks like you worked out. Um, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Um, sitting there, um, working out, and the the re, the Mets game from spring training was on. I think it was two days ago, maybe. And Degrom's on the hill. This is March. I think it was the 16th. And I tweet, I tweeted out. I said it's March 16th, and Degrom is working at a hundred plus miles an hour. Working at it. It's not like he flashed a hundred. He was a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. 94 mile an hour slider. Take a seat. Hundred, hundred, 101 slider. Fastball up in the zone. See you later. Like what? This is a joke. Yeah, it's what these guys do these days. Especially that guy. Not everyone's doing that. You know, there's, <laughs> but the, as the pinnacle of it, and so this is what we've seen Max Scherzer do with the baseball, like turning it into actual wiffle ball over the last couple of years. And you're like, okay, I don't know how hitters. Drew, this I don't know is, how they do it. Drew, this is up your alley because you're the game guy, right? Yeah. So we are being attacked by aliens. And they and they said, okay, here, here's the deal. We won't ruin your whole planet. We're gonna play a game of baseball, and the winner will get the planet. Okay, you guys can hold on to your planet if you win the game. Otherwise, we're taking over. Yeah, I'm picking Degrom to start for us. Who do you got, Drew? You, you, this is a spoiler goodie. You, this is exactly the game we were going oh. to play. Oh, not, then- not, not it. We were gonna do the aliens, but okay. I, but this is the idea. Okay. Of, of what we I, actually, yeah, doing. that's perfect. That that's actually so perfect. We we can run big spot on that one. We can run that right now. We we've got that actually. Uh, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> big shot, big, big spot. shot. Well, we'll have a we'll have a talk with Tech Boy about that one. He did. He's got a lot going on right now. I'm sure you know the the graphics departments, Goody. We always speak well of the graphics departments. Isn't that right? They can. Hey, I like that. Listen. That I, you take the game wherever we're going to take it, but I've got my guy in. I've, I've, I got Degrom going against the aliens. That's the guy. The planet. I I I think that's right. I think that's right. So the way the the game here is going to work um, is so you've you've got your guy, in, but you've got to take also now uh, a current Rocky and a former Rocky in that spot. So if you've got to play the game to save the planet, a current Rocky has got to start that game. And, if, and anyone throughout Rocky's history, two guys from this club, who's starting that game for you? Well, who goes first? Can I jump? Do I jump in front of Lion so he so he doesn't steal my guy? Yeah. Uh, current guy. This is a tough one. It's going to be one of two. Can I can I go one of two guys? But then I have to pick one. Yeah, and then then one of the other one of us will pick the other one. Right. It's kind of obvious. You're gonna go, for me. I'm going to go either Herman. Or I'm going to go Kyle Freeland. Yeah. Both tough guys, both really good stuff. I mean, Herman has elite, elite stuff. So I'll, I'll go Herman. And from the past, again, this is you, you've allowed me to go first as, as your guys' guest, which I really appreciate. I'm going to take April of 2010 version of Ubaldo Jimenez, who was literally unhittable the first half of that year yeah sorry yeah. Guys. hey you all can have everybody oh, yeah. else. 
All right, so so for me, if I got a, a current Rocky, all-time Rocky, all-time player, I'm kind of I'm not gonna go with the chalk, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with history. I'm gonna let let history kind of dictate it. The last Rockies player to start a game and and he didn't get the win, but he certainly should have. He's, he kept his team in the game there in the 2018 NL Wild Card. I'm going with Kyle Freeland. To your point, good. He's he's right up there. So he came through there. Uh, let's go back to 2007, the Dragon Slayer, Josh Fogg. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna go on Baseball Reference and you're gonna go. Who who did he just pick and why would he? But you know what? Say, look, this game's got for the it planet. Done. Give me Fogger. I've got <laughs> evidence. Listen, I listen. You guys know one one of my all time favorite Rockies. Fogger's great. Stay in touch with him. Um, he he would call you nuts for taking him, but you know what? He had. He had um, big, you know what? So I, I'm with you. You know, he, he, he can do it again. I mean, his right. planet needs us. Right. Uh, and then finally, I'm gonna go Bob Gibson. Again, just a great postseason pitcher that just dominated any time he had the ball in his hands. You knew he was gonna go all nine back when that was somewhat of a common thing. But that being said, no one was able to do it as well as Bob Gibson. Others tried to go the full nine, and they may have, but they gave up a run or two along the way. Bob Gibson's shutting you down, shutting you out. I love that. We got to get Goody's all-time pick, and we got to get Lions' current non-Rocky pick. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, one more. Oh, Patrick, go ahead. So Patrick owes a current. Someone who's currently Oh, Max playing. Scherzer. I, I would go Scherzer. Max Scherzer. I think he's still got it. I, I As you were saying, uh, Goody, about, about watching some spring training games, Got to, to sit in and watch a little Scherzer the other day and realized he's going to be a free agent again. Remember when he signed that big seven-year deal, oh, wow. $200-plus million, a lot of it backloaded and whatnot? The guy's going to be a free agent again. And you say, would you still give him a three-, four-year deal, I think, probably at close to $30 million. Like, he still got it. And so I, I'd take him today at age 37. Yeah. You'd do it. Hey, historically, and that's a great pick. Historically, um, with long-term, really lucrative contracts, whether they're a position player or a pitcher, most of them, as we know, don't really work out toward the end. And especially when it comes to pitchers, but that one, I mean, that one worked. And to your Easily. point, he's gonna make he's gonna make some coin on the other side. So I have to pick a current. Uh, no, I picked a current one. I got the ground going. So yeah. an all-time all all-time pitch. I'm going to change up a little because you – listen, Gibson's a phenomenal choice. Seaver. You, you know, Seaver, who I grew up idolizing, would be a fabulous choice. Sandy Koufax, who I didn't really get to watch because he retired in 66. It's it, hard to go wrong with Sandy Koufax. I'm going to I'm gonna be more current – you know, a guy who's still pitching currently, but – Going back a few years ago, where if he didn't beat the aliens, Drew, he could beat the hell out of the aliens, and that is Madison Bumgarner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's a great right pick. Right? That's, that's a great pick. Uh, one of Matt the very Bum few people who's ever come close to, and you can't single-handedly win the World Series. Our sport is not like the other sports where one guy can take over like that, but that that's his... Unreal. That is as close to doing it as you're ever going to see. Yeah, Matt, Matt Bum, 
Yeah. I mean, who would have gone out there? They thought they could get two, three innings out of him. They get five out of him. Who was who going to go out there? Bruce Bochy, as big as he is, he's not going to go out there and take the baseball from Madison. Take it away. Well, you're a big boy. You got well, Getty, I think Dave Rigetti was the next guy up. If, if Bumgarner couldn't get out, I yeah. think they were going to call him Rigetti. Right? Rags, it's your turn. All right, Drew, who do you have? Love it. Um, all right, so I'll give you all mine real quick, but I also got to let everybody know that I apparently just saved 480 bucks yesterday by switching over to my insurance stuff at Gabby. Go to gabi.com slash DNVR, all the letters in there. I'll give it to you one more time. gabi.com slash DNVR. No risk, no money. It'll take you less than 10 minutes, and they'll just give you a quote about how much money you're going to save on your car or home insurance, you're probably paying way too much for it. Turned out I was. I'm going to save about 480 bucks for this year by switching over. And they're not going to blow up your phone with calls. I've gotten zero calls or texts, anything like that. Seriously, it's super, super simple. It'll take you less than 10 minutes, and you can probably save hundreds of dollars over the next year. Check them out at gabi.com slash DNVR. I bought myself a little time there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm going to agree with the Freeland pick for current Rockies. Uh, I mean, I, I do think that moving forward, Marquez is just about to be that dude. But I've also thought that for like a couple of years in a row. So we're, you, you have that wild card game from Freeland in your head where you just know like. And also people forget that he pinched in, pitched in the game to clinch it right before that too. the that the Rockies were going to go to the postseason. Like Kyle Freeland's a big game pitcher. Uh, and and I he's already shown that, so I'm I'm there on free. Um, all time Rockies. Now, if I could make sure the game was played at Coors Field, I'm taking Jorge De La Rosa. If I can make sure the game is being played at Coors Field, that guy won something like 78 percent of his games. It's a record that'll never be broken ever in the history of baseball. He was unbeatable almost at Coors, like. Uh, but I, I think, I mean, obviously, Ubaldo is the answer there. If you can, especially if you can say first half of 2010, Ubaldo, that's as good as any Rockies pitcher has ever been. But if it's, you know, I don't know anything else and I just know the game's going to be at Coors, give me Jorge because he'll gut, he will find a way to gut out a win. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a, that's a great one. I mean, he had a room, he had a really kind of almost, you know, I don't want to say forgotten because it hasn't been that long ago, but he had. He had a remarkable, really solid career and and did tame Coors Field in, in that his team was going to win when he was on the hill. And and the line was, sometimes was more of a Coors Field line, but he won, right? He won. Yeah. A lot of Pedro Estacio from the left side in, in, in Jorge. I like Underappreciated. That. The word's underappreciated. We, this offseason, which seemed like it was two straight years, right, because we only had – really 60 games of the <laughs> right. season last year. We just dug into the history of this organization. And there are so many guys that, you know, don't really get the recognition that they should deserve. Like you said, Pedro Estacio and um, Steve Reed, you know, essentially the greatest reliever in franchise history. And people would say, Oh, the catcher. No, no, that was Jeff Reed. His brother, Steve, they weren't related. <laughs> and yeah, it, JDLR man, Jorge De La Rosa is great. And you know what? Reader, Reader still lives in town. Has always lived to, you know, lives lives in one of the western suburbs in the foothills. And uh, good guy, good dude. And uh, you're right. He he's one of the all time Rockies. That uh, you know, if you if you needed to get a right hander, you know, Reader Reader would be near the top of that list. 
love it. I took him on my on my Nav Stars team. Big Steve Reed guy, am I? Uh, and then for my currents, I, I'm with you on Jacob Degrom. Longtime listeners of the show know I've I've been a Degrom guy for a while. Um, hard to go wrong with the Scherzer pick. Maybe two years ago, I would have gone Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, but but yeah, those, those are all great picks. All time though, here's where I'll go. Maybe a little off the board. Maybe a little wild. Just my dude to go back to yesterday's podcast, Randy Johnson. I'm going to take Randy Johnson. I'm going to assume the aliens yeah. got a bunch of big slugging lefties, you know, big, scary, you know, that they stole all the bodies. If it's like space jam and they stole the bodies of, you know, Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and Stan Musial. I'm like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need Randy Johnson coming out here with 102 from the left side and that slider and Mr. Skippy and the whole thing. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong with the big unit. Um, he was, he was pretty dominant. I can remember whenever he came to town to Philadelphia, I would drive out to Philly to, to watch him start, sit behind home plate. And after he would strike out the third batter of the inning, as he walked to the visitors dugout on the third base side, he would just keep his eyes locked on the guy he just struck out. Like he was fully 90 degree head turn, just still staring down at the guy after he had already struck him out. It was so intimidating. Okay, I got a story for you, and I and I have to because I've always promised to leave this person's name out of it because that's the way they want it. Randy Johnson did that in striking out this player, and this player kind of glanced back and noticed he was doing his Randy Johnson stare down. And this is a player that had some, you know, pedigree, shall we say, and and, and had a resume, and. He was really ticked off. And after the game, he called up the other clubhouse, visiting clubby, and said, hey, get Randy Johnson on the phone. This is so-and-so. And he said, okay, what's up? And, um, and he goes, you just get him on the phone. And the clubby had been watching the game, so he kind of had a feel for where. <laughs> this is Randy Johnson, six foot ten, and whatever he is, 240 pounds. 35 pounds and there was someone else who had played with this guy that was now on Randy Johnson's team I think Randy Johnson was with Houston at the time and he got wind of this from the visiting clubhouse and the club he went over to talk to Randy Johnson well this former teammate of that guy now teammate of Randy Johnson's I'm trying hopefully not confusing you said Randy listen if you're if this guy wants to fight you, you can't fight this guy, all right? Because he is a badass. Okay. Wow. Do not take this bait. Okay. Do not do not go there. Randy Johnson got on the phone and he apologized profusely to that player. And that was the end of that. But this wow. player literally like old school wanted to meet Randy Johnson in, in like the parking lot and fight him. And he was not nearly Randy Johnson's size because nobody's Randy Johnson's size. And his former teammate, who was now Randy Johnson's current teammate, said, you don't want to go there. Trust me. If you do have an inkling that you want to go there. <laughs> I advise. I will share the name when I see you guys, you know, oh, wow. yeah. privately. And, and you have to keep that one under wraps. But um, that that's one of my favorite uh, all-time that's amazing johnson and and his proclivity for staring down guys he just punched out 
And if, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, by the way, you can't see the looks on the faces that, that Patrick and I made when we heard that Randy Johnson apologized profusely. That's the kind of stuff you're missing. It's like, really now? Yeah, true That's story. amazing. Yep. Good love stuff. Love that. Absolutely love that one. All right. Do we want to hit you up with, with another spot, or do we another- – uh, we may not have time with it. Do we – we can – yeah, yeah, good. Let me hit with hit we hit you up with one big spot. So the big spot, ninth inning, one run ball game. That was the get- graphic we showed earlier. The big spot graphic. Yeah, <laughs> it was a graphic. Big spot graphic. Come on, <laughs> it, was, it was a graphic. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. they, hopefully, he changes the letter, and it's not the letter O because then yeah, that would we- be. Even worse. <laughs> so you need three outs in the ninth. On the road. On the road. Who you got in that big spot on this Rockies club? All-time on the Rockies club. Current player, all-time player. Wow. this is at home, different. Different vibe. On the road. Yeah. Boy, you know what? I'm going to screw this one up. I got to think about this. This is tough. Yeah. It's going to be too hard. I, I, I didn't realize that I, I came out too hot on the box here. You know what? I, because in, in the interest of time, and this name just jumped in my head, and it, speaking of interest of time, it may take <laughs> this <laughs> to get your three outs. But for a period there, and this is when the Rockies were pretty good, Raphael Betancourt. I love it. Ra- Ra- I love wow. Raphael. Now, I remember how long it took him to actually deliver yeah. the <laughs> You can take a nap, have a sandwich, maybe order, you know, some some after-dinner drinks. But I'll take I'll take Betancourt. And then we got to go current. I'm a Daniel Bard guy. And it's not a, a listen, I'm I'm so thrilled that Scott Oberg, fingers crossed, comes back and and I love Oberg, and um, but but I'm I'm all in on on Bard in '99 and that hard slider. Um, I, I'm going to take Daniel Bard right now, and so now we go all time or current no current. I got to get three out. Current closer. That's an interesting one because you know I'll steal. I, I think it was Drew who said you know a couple of years ago I would have taken so and so. You know, Raldis Chapman's intriguing. Uh, Hater, you know, especially a year or two ago, intriguing. Williams up there. Milwaukee was pretty unhittable for 60 games last year, rookie of the year. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Again, interest of time. Uh, I'll take – I'm leaving guys out. I know I am. Um, Kenley but, Jansen's not quite yeah, what he used no, to be, yeah, but he's no, – he, yeah. Dave Roberts wouldn't take Kenley Jansen, right? <laughs> so I'll, I'll just go Chapman. You know, I, that's, yeah, it's hard to beat 105 mile an hour. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not thinking this through, but you know, 104, 105 is 104, 105, right? Yeah. Uh, and then all time, Mister Unanimous. I mean, oh, you, you know what? Hold on, I'm going to surprise you because you were you're going Mariano Rivera. I get and Cuisenberry. You're not going quiz, all right? Okay, okay. <laughs> No, I know you're going the the unanimous Hall of Famer Mariano Rivera. Now, PDs allegedly aside, 
for 84 straight ball games, this guy in LA was mm. untouchable. Yeah. Fair. Right? Yeah. That was. I think he still has the record for most consecutive. He does. It, it, like 84? It, it, 80, 84 in a row. And it was, a, it was a joke. It was a joke. It was, it was high 90s when high 90s was, oh my gosh. You know, how, look how hard he's throwing. And then he'd flip up like a 65-mile-an-hour curveball. And it was – guys just said it's stupid. It's just these are the best big league hitters, and they're going, it's stupid. They literally, it was game over. Uh, why am I doing a blank? It's um, – Gagne. Yeah, Gagne. Gagne. So yeah. when Gagne came in, it was it was game over. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really was like, <laughs> what, what was that? What was that period of time? Two years, three years. It was game over. Now, Mariano Rivera, historically, I mean, you can't, you can't quibble with that one, but just to be different, I'm going to go Gagne all time. Love it. Yeah. I, it's gotta be for, for me, it just has to be Mariano. I mean, even one of his more average seasons, he can't go wrong with that and again because he was able to do it in the postseason and for so long and it was just a, a foregone conclusion like i i i was uh, i witnessed i was there live for one of his blown saves and i'm still like wow what a treat like man that was disappointing one of them win that history. game but it's like that was a little bit more special than actually just you know here in new york new york you know blaring over the the system there at yankee stadium right now another yankees closer earl this chapman I mean, that dude is, is, is a beast. You talk about, you know, I, I don't know who's on the other end of that Randy Johnson phone call, but if Aroldis Chapman was picking up the, the, the phone on uh, at that clubhouse, I mean, he's, he's a big muscular, he's looks like a UFC fighter. He's yeah. You're, yeah. Not, you're not breaking up that fight. Do you guys know this about, uh, I suspect you guys do, but I bet a lot of uh, our listeners may not and viewers may not. Aroldis Chapman, when he was with Cincinnati, and I'm sure it's still probably applicable today. They said by far, and remember Billy Hamilton was on that team. He was the fastest player on their team. Wow. He could fly. Wow. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That's amazing. Will would remember and hold on to this memory, and I love it, reminding us that Gagne did blow one game during that stretch, but it was an all-star game, and it cost Todd Helton the MVP. And Will's not having it with Eric Gagne. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I vaguely, I do vaguely remember that. I also remember the Rockies almost had another MVP. Remember if um, if Hops oh, home yeah. and taken back over the wall? I'm trying to remember who made right. that. Somebody, somebody will chime in. But uh, I, Brad Hopp may have been an MVP of a of a world. Yeah, excuse me, of an All Star game. Yeah. Wow. Current Rocky. Uh, I'm gonna go Scott Oberg. Yeah, we want him to get get healthy back on the field. I can I can just remember when he ended up closing out a couple games in in 2019, where they were trying to get back into the hunt and talking to him about it, and he just seemed like he could care less. Like, well, I mean, there it was three outs. I mean, whether I was in the eighth or the ninth, like, whatever, not a big deal. I was like, wow, this guy. I don't know if he has ice in his veins. He just, he's just like, whatever. It's just three outs. Like, that's it. Like, it's just very, just calm, very even keeled. I was really impressed with that. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back to, to 2017 as far as an all-time Rocky. He's, he's also an all-time Royal and, and a current uh, Kansas City Royal reliever. And, and Greg Holland there breaking uh, the Rockies' uh, all-time save record and, uh, and almost doing the unthinkable and, and making the all-star team 
as a reliever with the Rockies. I mean, we haven't seen that since the days of Mr. Brian Fuentes. Yeah, that, you know what? That's a good name too, because Tito was Tito was really good, and then he then he lost the job, and you know, in that uh, great 07 run, I mean, he he stepped forward when he had to be tremendously disappointed, became a really good setup guy for Manuel Corpus, right? Um, I was going to say that's uh, that's my guy. Uh, I knew uh, it. <laughs> uh, you, you knew I was going to go. My all-time Rocky was going to be Manny Corpus. Uh, yeah, it was just the one year, or whatever. Again, if if we're taking like if you get to take 2010 Ubaldo Jimenez, if I get to mm-hmm. take 2007 Manny Corpus, he was unreal. That guy was was not so just ice. Talk about ice in in the veins, like. And and the only guy we've seen in a Rockies uniform be dominant as a closer throughout a postseason too. To so, uh, you know, to, to the point where was it the the Diamondbacks or who was it when he spilled water on themselves? Like he's he's putting substance on the ball. Like they had to come up with some excuse for how he was doing that to him, and and they, they saw him pouring water on himself on like a hundred and two <laughs> degree day in Philly. We're like, is he doctoring the ball? Like no, he's just that good, dude. I love Manny Corpus. Yeah, Cor- Cor- Corpy was great. Uh, current, it, it, it's a toss-up. It's a 50-50 between Oberg and Bard. They, they've both got so much going on. Uh, I'll go with Obi for the numbers just on the ERA+. plus. I'll make it technical. I'll, <laughs> I'll let a stat do the thinking for me like some people in this industry like to do occasionally. Um, historically, uh, I think Mariano's the guy, but I will give a shout out to Trevor Hoffman, who was the guy I saw the most just being in the division and everything and seeing a guy make an entire hall of fame career out of being a change up first pitcher. How about that? Like, <laughs> And not Takashi Saito, you know, you were going to go that way in the division. <laughs> one of my favorite m- moments in memory. He provided me one of my favorite moments in life did Takashi Saito. Hey, no, tre- so did you- Trevor Hoffman actually. <laughs> He was he was unhittable um, for for the most of the year, especially against the Rockies, Saito. And then you know Holiday gets the first hit against him in front of Helton's legendary uh, walk off home run. Uh, Saito Saito for 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 a minute was pretty darn good. So. And who would be who would you be your closer right now, Drew? If you had to had to pick a current guy, it really is more up in the air, right? Like a couple of years ago, and again, I think Kimbrel was my guy. Kimbrel um, and and Kenley Jansen, they've right. all kind of taken this this step down you know, uh, a couple uh, notches. Liam Hendricks, uh, you know, I really mm-hmm. liked what he's got to offer, but does he always even close? Like again, it's like the he will these be with setup Chicago guys that I, I figured he would close with Chicago. He's got amazing stuff. Um, uh, who's the Padre? Now I'm blanking on the name. The Kirby Padres. Yates. Kirby Yates, I think, with is Toronto super underrated. And now he's with the Blue Jays. So Yates is a guy who's, again, if you go by like ERA plus or whatever, he just almost never gets dinged up. And so it's it's more of a toss-up right now, though. Chapman's probably the guy, yeah. but I like, I like Yates. It, it just shows you that it's so hard for relievers to sustain success mm. or dominance. I mean, Josh Hader, we were talking about for a couple of years. And, and listen, he's still really good. You want him in your bullpen? Absolutely. Yeah. But he's, you know, every once in a while, he gets nicked now, where for, for a year or so, it was like you couldn't touch him. And it, I, I've always believed this. For most relievers, it's, you know, good year, not so good year, pretty good year, 
maybe a bad year, good year. That's why I hope, like, you know, Robert Stevenson or the Rockies picked up from Cincinnati can bounce back and be the guy that put up terrific numbers in 2019. But it's hard. It really is hard for those late-inning guys to sustain it. It's it's one of the most thankless jobs, even if we are just specifically talking about closer. I mean, think of – remember how dominant Billy Wagner was for a decade? Still not in the Hall of Fame. We're still talking, ah, should he be in, should he not? And you go, what? I'd, vo- like, I'd vote for him. It's, un- yeah. it's unreal. Should be. Yeah. Should be. Talk to some guys, I'm sure you guys have also, that, that said facing Billy Wagner and, it, you know, gun readings and he would light up a gun, but – if it's possible to throw 98 and it and it plays up from there, guys who face Billy Wagner because you know smaller in stature and and the ball just came out really you know short arm and and uh, they said it just it, his fastball exploded through the zone. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of the toughest and one of the most thankless jobs I think in all of professional sports being a closer. It's just. It's it's brutal, man. Uh, a lot rides on you when you're out there. So, yeah, he'd have my vote for sure. Who's your all timer, Drew? Uh, I, I I mean I, I I said Rivera. I like Trevor Hoffman. Um, Gagne is a great pick there. Um, well, you did we say- go old school. Can I can I get a mustache guy from the Oakland A's? Just give me one of the mustachioed yeah. fellas. Yeah, give me Eckersley or uh, fingers. Yeah, fingers. Give me. Can I have them both together? I almost went Eck, by the way. I did almost go Eck. That's I, uh, yeah. I'll throw another one. I mean, this is silly because you can come up with a lot of great players, but you know, again, shorter period of time. This guy's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be known more as a starter. But John Smoltz was 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 as yeah. good as, as there was in the ninth inning for Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's right. two years where I think he might have even had Tommy John, and so. That's how he he ended up coming back. So you so now instead of getting Glavin, Maddox, and, and Smoltz on a, a three in a three game series, you got Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz over the course of two games. If he was pitching on back to back night, yeah, Atlanta, pretty good team. I'm gonna go out on a limb there and say Atlanta had some nice solid pitching. Yeah, someone threw out Greg Maddox in the comments earlier when we were talking to Bulldog. about if to beat the aliens to win the game, but. Well, that was that, a lot of fun. That's the I first think, time we've played Big Spot, in case you couldn't tell from the graphics. So, so <laughs> we appreciate you taking taking part in the inaugural Big Spot big shot. <laughs> Milton Bradley is coming out with the take home version that they'll they'll have out by Friday. That's right. <laughs> well, it. we we all right now need the big shot. We it's it's <laughs> almost timely. We need the big shot so we can have right. more Big Spot. It's five o'clock. Plus, we can have a big shot. Time, time to have a big shot. Throw it down with a little Wagyu beef from Hassel Cattle Company. I have yet to have, again, I still stand on zero negative reviews for this thing. I'm throwing it out to people. 100% overwhelmingly positive reviews for the Wagyu beef from Hassel Cattle Company. It fits any budget. If you're you needing some just ground chuck or some ground beef, some bacon, just basic things, or you want to get some nicer steaks, whatever it is, they've got you covered. Plus, you get 10% off when you use promo code DNVR10, and you can get free shipping on any order over 200 bucks. It's beef that could change your life. Absolutely fantastic. They take care of the animal. They take care of your wallet. They take care of your body. Everything is good about Hassle Cattle Company. Check them out, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com. 
and throw back your big shot and celebrate Rockies currently, Rockies historically, and baseball currently and historically. That's one of the things that's fun about these conversations is thinking about just the grand community of characters that have come into this game and, and that we get to remember and think about. And to bring it all the way, and to bring it all the way back around, we'll have to have Billy Joel come on and um, you know sing a version of "Big Shot." But we'll we'll see if we can get him to change the lyrics to "Big Spot," and all will be well. That'll be great. Amazing. And I'll waive the royalty fee as well, of course. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. Oh, and we'll have fan, to see yeah. if Michaela knows who Billy Joel is. Have we told Goody that our director of social media? Uh, an incredibly intelligent, brilliant 24-year-old woman who's a baseball fan who could tell you her baseball history, but she didn't know who Bruce Springsteen was, and it almost broke us. Um, you're, you're, getting, you're getting older, man. What can I tell you? It just – that's right. I, it was, well, we it didn't was say Boz Skaggs. We right. didn't say uh, Todd Rundgren. Like, we said Bruce Springsteen. Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, this was Bruce Springsteen. You, you got to know Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah. And you right. got to know Billy Joel and Elton John, right? There's certain folks you got to know. Right. So we'll check. We'll we'll make this whole Billy Joel situation work. We'll check back in with everyone, and we'll let you know if Michaela has any idea who that is. Hopefully she doesn't but- go, yeah, the lead singer of Green Day. You go, no, that's Billy oh, no. Joel Armstrong. Oh, forget no. it. Just forget it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that moment is is caught forever in time. We were we were legitimately shocked. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for hanging out with us for this one and for all of them. Be here on YouTube if you want to catch these live. Make sure you're following us all on social media so that you can be chatting all the time at Patrick D Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Drew Goodman forty two, and at DNVR underscore Rockies. You know you've got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you get access to all the written content plus discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, and access to our Discord chat room where we're always chatting about anything and everything under the sun. I'm going to have my thoughts on the Snyder Cut for everybody, by the way. Big nerd coming up, Batman movie. Hooray! So come hang out with us. Uh, it really is all about being a community here. That's one thing we all have in common is that we're a part of this Colorado Rockies community. Everyone who comes in in any kind of non-toxic way and adds to it just makes it better. We appreciate you all so much for hanging out with us for these. We hope you'll continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and the Drews, Creaseman and Goodman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. As always, we hope that show put a smile on your face. And if you want your smile to be the best it absolutely can be, you got to go check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, a longtime DNVR supporter. They're absolutely fantastic. The best damn family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver, located in Lakewood. They treat you like family there. They make sure that you take care of yourself. They take care of you. Everything is feeling as good and even potentially as fun. Yes, believe it or not, they can make going to the dentist fun, at least as fun as possible. So check them out. 
Uh, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. They'll make you feel like family, and most importantly, they'll take care of that ever-important part of your health. You know you've been needing to get out to the dentist for a long time. Don't put it off any further today. Check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group.